Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes. Longcat Media presents Madame Magenta, Sonos Mystica. Chapter 19. Greetings, fans! It is I, Magenta, and him, Bernard. How are you? So I left a little gap so that they can respond. Yes, Actually, shall I do it again in case you missed it at home? Yes, right. why not? Give them another How go. are you? Good. And how are you, Bernard? You all right? Well, uh, yes. I, Talking not... of the well-being of my listeners, we've had an email from a fan looking for help from the spirit world. Because I do take these, I take emails from fans. Uh, tell them the, uh, the email address. Oh, yes. So, so if, you, if, you, if you write your uh, questions to Madame... Magenta UK at gmail.com. Madame with an E. That's yes. right, the French. So Jake from Kent sent me this email. It, it was quite an urgent email as well. It was, so you've used his real name there, haven't you? Oh, yes. Okay, let's change it. Um, suggest a name, Ben. Clive. Clive from... From Ipswich. Clive from Ipswich. There we go. So, and it's a good job we're disguising his name because he yes, says something... Gosh, isn't it? Yes, yes the, well, he says something rather rude about his clients. Anyway, so it was a very urgent email. So um, it's a bit of a shame I've left it over a week before I bothered recording this, but never mind. Anyway, so Clive from Ipswich writes, My dear madame, I fear that my house has been invaded by a poltergeist. Oh, no. Angry words have been exchanged with the computer screen daily due to working from home with incoming work from stupid clients. Oh, dear. I... Well, I'm sure they won't identify Jake from Kent. It's fine. No, you said it again. It's Clive from Ipswich we're supposed to Clive be from Ipswich. Clive from Ipswich. Clive from Ipswich. There. If I say it enough, they won't, they'll forget the other one. Yes, that's right. I'm afraid that this angry energy has invited a spirit to take up residence in my home. How would you suggest the spirit is expelled? All the best and hope Bernard is doing good. Don't know why he's asking after you. Anyway, Jake from Kent. I mean, um, Clive, Clive from Ipswich. Clive from Ipswich. Well, right. So, as per usual, we're going to solve this terrible dilemma using bibliomancy. So, we have three books to choose from. A biography of Maggie Smith, The Secret Diary of Laura Palmer, and Timothy Ferris, The Four-Hour Body. So, what do you think, Clive? Uh, uh, what kind of man is Clive, do you think? Is he a Maggie man or is he a four-hour body man? Well, or? he's got a lot of anger, pent-up sort of frustration. Four-hour so body? So, maybe the four-hour body might be All the one right. for him. Okay, so... Uh, uh, give us a number, Bernard. Tap into the spirit world and uh, receive the correct number. Uh, 65. 65. All right. And you can read along, by the way, so you can find out that all of our incredibly accurate bibliomancy sessions, you can you can find the books and realise that we're, we're doing it properly. All right. Okay. So this is in uh, the section from photos to fear. <laughs> from photos to fear. What the hell is that about? Well, we, we, ours is not to ask why. We just we just read what we're given. Oh God! I think this is one of those books that bullies you into losing weight. But anyway, so right, give us a give us a uh, number. Uh, number. Uh, Another, so I know line number. Yeah, but four. Four. Um, one, two, three, four. 
He had wanted to add muscle to his nine-stone frame for years, but it didn't happen until he made one simple addition to his life. Another bet. What the bloody hell does that mean? Has he been betting with the poltergeist, is it? Another bet. Okay, he wanted to add muscle. So a lot of the time, um, fortune-telling requires some rather impressive mental gymnastics to figure out exactly what the spirits are trying to tell us. If he wants to add muscle... So he wants to add muscle. Could could it be the... the, the, So what's he saying? Hang on. So, So Jake... He's been getting angry with his clients and the anger has invited... He's worried a poltergeist has come in. Uh, oh, oh! I suppose a lot of men add muscle, don't they, by taking roids. Oh, that's true, And yes. they get very angry. They do, yes. As it has, I wonder if this is the, the, the root of all his anger. And But what's the bet? What bet is he making? Oh, so maybe... Okay, Jake... Get off the roids. Get off them right now. Well, They're that's, not that's doing you any good. step one, isn't it? Step Get off one, the and then step two appears to be something to do with a bet. So maybe he has to bet this poltergeist. Ooh, it could be a, a physical-based activity. They could lift things. Poltergeists are all about hurling things across the room. Could it be a, a different definition of the word muscle? Sometimes people use the word muscle to describe a sort of henchman, uh, you know, people you use to get things done. So sh- what are you saying? Use, in fact, Jake should uh, integrate the ghost. The ghost into the interactions with his clients. Oh, so he can threaten his clients. Yes, maybe they wouldn't be so annoying. With his poltergeist. His poltergeist muscle. So what's the bet? Well, uh, I bet if you send the poltergeist after the clients, they won't be so annoying. Here we go. And I'll tell you what, when you're a freelancer, trying to squeeze money out of people is a pain in the arse, isn't it, Bernard? It certainly is. We Don't know we know that. it? So if you have a handy poltergeist on your side... So if anything, if anything, Jake, if you're angry and it's giving extra um, energy to the spirit, you need to get angrier. So yes. get angrier with your clients, take more roids. So really, more roids is the More answer. roids. Yeah. Uh, build up your poltergeist and then set him on your clients. There we go. Well, what well, wonderful actually, advice. And, and pretty clear in the end, actually. In the end, it was. You in the to... end, you can't really argue with that interpretation. No. All right. Okay, let's get on with the book. So, um, in case you'd forgotten, this is actually an audio book. <laughs> and so we're on chapter 14. I don't think we are, but uh, let's... Well, I to... missed 13 because it's unlucky. Okay. But I think there were also three twelves. I think this is also listed in the in the, the podcast things as being sort of chapter nineteen oh or something. Oh God, I should... it's numerology. That's what it is. It's it all really on is. purpose. Try and interpret it and send in your theories for what I'm doing. So let's get on with this. Here we go. Chapter fourteen. Derek immediately got me to call Christie's to set up a meeting. We can do February the 14th at 3pm, a dry elderly voice informs me. I almost say, it's a date, you old scamp, as a sort of Valentine's joke. But A, I didn't think he'd get it. B, it's not a good joke. And C, Derek was hissing at me. No, it has to be tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, not bloody two months away. Oh, I'm busy on the 14th, I purr down the phone. Casual. My husband is taking me to Pizza Express. We have vouchers. I always add unnecessary detail when I'm lying. Free dough balls. Can you do tomorrow morning instead? Well, of course they couldn't. It doesn't matter, Derek declares. We'll just walk in and put it on the counter. As soon as they see that it's a genuine... I don't know, something I didn't really catch it, to be honest. They'll be wetting their panties all over it. And if for some reason they don't immediately buy it, you can just influence them, he adds. 
Really, without my newfound influencing abilities, none of this would have worked at all. Is that why you boosted my powers, Derek? To manipulate people? I ask, although I doubt it. It hadn't even occurred to him to ask me to do it until we'd reached Switzerland. No, he says. It was so we could communicate without having to get a bloody Ouija board out every two minutes. Derek looks at me thoughtfully. To be perfectly honest, Magenta, you're a lot stronger than I expected you to be. A thrill runs through me. The temptation to walk back into the bank and influence them to hand over great wads of cash is almost overwhelming. The only thing that's stopping me is this dreary point system, the old fash idea that one gets rewarded for good deeds in the afterlife, and one can only presume punished for bad deeds. Boring! Also, I can't rob the bank because my face would be on CCTV and I'd be fingered for it in no time. Hang on. Shit! I yell. That, that didn't top out, did that top out the audio? It was rather loud, but I, I'll put... Oh, what God. I've got is I've got one of these gain lifters. Oh, and God, don't go on, Bernard. Do be quiet. Okay. Shit! Was that all right? Well, that was... Yes, the same thing applies, right. really, so it's fine. Shit! I yell. I'm on the bank's CCTV! Derek and I stare at each other in horror for a dreadful few moments, my brain a panicked, frozen block of tofu in my head. Aha! Derek exclaims suddenly, clicking his fingers. There we go. It's a bit of folio. Very impressive. Live folio. Live folio. Clicking his fingers. They only check the CCTV if an alarm goes off or if someone asks them to. And who would do that? I'm the only one with a claim to the box. No one even knows a crime's been committed. (gasps) A crime. I'm a criminal. Yet again, I've had somewhat of a checkered life. None of it's my fault. The hardest bit is over, Derek coos. The rest should be a cakewalk. You've done wonderfully, my darling. He smiles at me warmly. Cheers, I say shortly. A taxi pulls up at the rank and I clamber into it with my laden handbag and ask to be taken to the airport. Derek appears beside me as the car pulls out into the orderly Swiss traffic. He sighs happily and puts a see-through arm around my shoulders. Brrrr. You've shown real flair, my darling, he says sincerely. You should break into banks more often. Ah-ha-ha-ha-ha! I smile cautiously and keep shtum, aware that we haven't sold the damn things yet. It's easy to be nice when everything's going your way, but I can see Derek reverting back to shrieking hysteria the second we run into problems. I reckon Christie's will take one look at oil of a depressed bloke and tell me to bugger off. Or even if they don't, I seriously doubt they'll just buy it or sell it on behalf of a charity of my choosing or however the hell Derek expects this to work. I reckon it'll take months to be placed into auction if they even want to do that at all. And then what do we do? End of chapter. Oh, that was a little bit short. Oh, was it? How long was that? Very dramatic. Well, it's probably only about eight minutes. Or oh God! What, what, what about the next one? Is there another? No, oh, one? actually, the next one's very short. Oh, let's have that. God, one. right. Let's, uh, chapter fourteen. <clears throat> because the last one was secretly thirteen. You see. Oh. Yes. Well, I was right. Yay me. It was exactly as I expected at Christie's. Disdain, lots of peering over spectacles, chuckles of disbelief at my naivete, etc., followed by a raging breakdown from high-maintenance Derek. Glamour them, he was shrieking. Make them take the bloody thing. So I did, and I soon had several members of staff cooing over the ugly thing and making assertions such as, goodness gracious me, it's the finest example of a Dutch, I don't know, something rather, I've ever seen. We must have it. However, 
It turns out even glamour can't overturn 21st century bureaucracy. I could fool them into a state of urgency in securing such a wondrous object, but I couldn't effect a change to their processing methods in the space of an afternoon. No matter how much they wanted it, turning it into cash would still take weeks, if not months. Turns out there's something stronger than magic, and that thing is admin. Thank you for your time, everyone, I'd said, picking up the painting, but I need a quick sale. Good day to you all. And then I tried a little experiment. I stayed where I was and removed the glamour quite abruptly, just to see what happened. They just slowly dispersed, muttering to themselves in confusion. One man nodded deferentially in my direction and then looked completely baffled as to why he was doing so. They'd clearly forgotten what had just occurred. Back on the street outside, Derek had sunk into a semi-catatonic state. He'd clearly lost hope. I'm sorry, Derek, I say, hoping he doesn't have the spite to hang on to the notion of haunting me. That's okay, he says quietly. You did your best. Hope flares in my excellent bosom. He certainly doesn't sound like he has the energy to stick around. What good would it do him, after all? So, um... Uh, what will you do now? I probe gently, while mentally chanting, Go away, go away, Derek. Derek turns tearfully away from me. Go back, I suppose. Yes! Where I'll have no power because I've blown it all. No power, no options. Be allocated a terrible job. Ten-minute tea breaks every few weeks. The same tasks repeated again and again. Eventually progress to team supervisor after a thousand years, if I'm lucky. Bloody hell! Derek looks at me with large, wet eyes. Or I could stay here, with you. Suddenly he disappears and then apparates uncomfortably close to me so that we stand face to face, as if about to kiss. His bottom lip trembles with emotion. He goes to grip my arms, forgetting his physical limitations, and instead his hands whoosh through my chest. It's as if someone has momentarily dipped my torso in ice. He hastily withdraws as a profound shiver ripples through me. Oh, sorry. That's all right, I say, uneasily. And I'm sorry I said those horrible things before, Magenta, he continues, about how I'd make your life difficult. I wouldn't. If I stay, I'll be as nice a ghost as I can, I promise you. Derek clocks my horrified face. Please, Magenta, being a shade on this plane is a million miles better than what I've got waiting back there for me. You wouldn't condemn me to that, would you? Jesus Christ, I can't have him moping around me forever. Even if he's not going to be a dick, he's my ex-husband for crying out loud. I don't want two husbands. Plus, I don't trust him. I don't believe he's that emotionally attached to me to remain by my side for eternity. There must be something else to it, something brewing in his head. He's still looking at me like a kicked puppy. Ugh, imagine that following you around indefinitely. No chance. Fear not, Derek, I say assertively. It won't come to that. I've just had a brilliant idea. And I had as well. <gasps> Is that where you're going to leave it? I think so. Have we got it over oh, the ten minute mark, Yes, that's a perfect oh, cliffhanger. thank God for that. Well done, my dear. Thanks very much. Right, okay, so um, do send in your... You know, what's its uh, problems? Make them nice and detailed. I do love a good problem, as long as it's not mine. And, um, yes, keep listening. There we go. Madame Magenta was created and performed by Lindsay Sharman, with Lawrence Owen as Bernard. Music and sound design by Lawrence Owen. Artwork was by Claire Lafar. You can follow Madame Magenta on Twitter at Madame Magenta UK. 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can support it by going to coffee.com forward slash longcatmedia. That's ko-fi.com forward slash longcatmedia. For more information about this podcast, as well as our flagship drama series, Mockery Manor, please visit longcatmedia.com. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, your master teacher, which is Dungeon Master meets High School English Teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time, solving puzzles set up by the dubious Dr. Frankenstein. One eye is over there, and the other eye is rolled over there. Exactly right. Hunting Moby Dick alongside Captain Ahab. (laughs) I've rolled a one. Oh, you rolled a one! Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a faithful yet irreverent way to interact with the stories which have influenced us for centuries. Plus, it's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame, or poop monsters hiding in toilets. Anybody got some poop for me? A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts.